rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everybody, what's happening? Thanks for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin. Hey, what's happening? Really, what isn't happening? Should be the question. Oh, Jesus Christ. Look, I forgot to put the thing on. Hold on. Now we're breaking down the fourth wall. This is how it works. I gotta put that picture up. That's what it is. My Tarabuster picture. I, I was too eager to jump right on. Hold on a second. Eh, we'll wait. So, listen up, guys. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. Maybe this isn't working. On the... Hold on. Hmm. On the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. Yeah, here we go. Come on. Come on. There. The picture. The name is Tarabuster. Like filibuster. All right. I'll try not to talk like that. That's kind of annoying, right? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. So, listen. Um, I see you in the chat already. We got a chat room over at youtube.com slash c for channel slash Tarabuster. And that's pretty much where I'll, I'll be interacting with um, with the viewers and, and listeners. So if you're on other platforms, um, come, on, come on over. But remember, we're you can watch and listen wherever the hell you are, as long as you're in, you know, I appreciate your support, however you want to join the show. So, because this is a, a community show, and I'm really, I, I'm here... I wanted to do a show tonight because there's so much going on and actually I'm kind of excited about it. <laughs> I'm sure you are too. And I think we deserve that. We deserve to laugh. We deserve to enjoy some schadenfreude watching these Republicans be exposed for what they are. And, and basically, I mean, I don't want to say I told you so, but they proved me right. Come on. Now, I mean, why, 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 why do I have to see the future? Because 20 years ago, we were talking about, well, I was talking about with, uh, you know, my friends. And then later on, well, I didn't know. Did I know Mike 20 years ago? Maybe. No, no, no. Maybe like 15 years ago. Anyway, but we, I would discuss this. We would discuss with uh, Mike and Robin and other, my other, you know, people in the liberal landscape. And we would talk about the fascist, the underlying fascism in the Republican Party. I mean, it's, it's the truth. Like the, the thing with, if you take liberalism to its conclusion, they say, oh, well, you'll get communism, right? Yeah, kind of makes sense. If you take, like, if you control everything, the means of production, and you turn that over to, the uh, the workers, well, may, yeah, that's not what we're talking about, though. That's not what liberals want. We want a functioning democracy. That's it, and it requires a a functional middle class. It requires a middle class that is economically vibrant, upwardly mobile, and um, and has the leisure time, is educated, and has the time to be involved in their community and their country and community. This is supposed to be a participatory experience. One of the things, one of the hallmarks of a, a, an authoritarian government is being, well, as uh, Milton Mayer wrote, being governed by surprise. The, the people being, being removed further and further away from their government. And 
if they if it's questioned, then you're told that it's um, national security. Don't question it. Don't worry about it. We got it. We got it under control. It's uh, leave it up to us. And this is when the the people and their government, di- di- you know, diverge. So, uh, so all right, well, come on, come on, come on. Sometimes I have to just breathe. I I really I trip over my own words a lot because they're all trying to come out of my mouth at the same time. So hold on a second. I have to fix my something on my foot. So okay, because I'm I'm on a standing desk and I have like a little um, cushiony thing on my feet. It's very nice. It's good for your feet. You know, like an orthopedic thing for your feet. All right. Yes, it's been a good week. Uh, it hasn't been a good week for Donald Trump, but good. When when and and also with the Republicans, it hasn't been a good week for them. And it's another example of how when the Republicans lose, America wins. You ever notice that when when Republicans are celebrating, you better believe you're getting screwed. When they're upset, you're winning. You're getting something. Your 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 government is promoting the general welfare over the welfare of the corporate and transnational corporate billionaire elite that the Republicans really, I mean, this is what it's about. They're turning this country into the system that the founders rebelled against. They're not patriots, okay? And this is what we talk about on the show. So, and... You know, it's good that Liz Cheney, um, I, I, I appreciate. Isn't that kind of weird how we've come full circle? I'm now praising Liz Cheney. I know a lot of <laughs> liberals are feeling kind of conflicted. But, yeah, I because I was thinking, I say, in every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. Then I'm like, okay, well, Liz Cheney, she clearly doesn't want to jump into the full full on fascist coup but i mean all along oh wait hold on that's a scam scam likely well i don't want to answer it then so i don't know i guess the fascism is just a bridge too far for her authoritarianism and maybe maybe she is a true conservative who believes in democracy, even though, I mean, we clearly don't have, we don't have many of the same policy ideals or ideas at all. So, um, and we certainly have different definitions of, of many, many things, but maybe the, the whole um, destroying democracy is not good. She doesn't agree with that. And maybe she's one of those Republicans who, you know, believes in a strong middle class but uh has a different idea how to get there i even that coming out of my mouth i'm laughing in my mind of course not she believes in a strong middle class i don't know i don't know i doubt it uh, given her voting record but who knows all right i can't get into her head but the only thing the, the thing that's good is that okay She's she's on our side and also well on the side of of America. It's not our side. It's it's uh, it really is. That's what it's about. I don't understand how. Um, well, 
No, that's not true. I was going to say I don't understand how they found so many willing co-conspirators and even that in itself. I'm like, please. Because the Republican Party attracts a certain type of person and they're not a very good person, if you ask me. There, there's always something fundamentally wrong. And I've, I've, I've hypothesized on, on this and pontificated about um, that the Republicans, there's something wrong with them. You, oh, you could just give me 10 minutes with any Republican. And we scratch the surface and um, I'll get to the bottom of it. But usually it's some kind of racism, right? It's something, but it, um, it's something, you know, that they're they don't like they're fearful and in many ways it's you know they're a closet case they're they lack the courage to live an authentic life so they they cling together in the rugged individual you know big tent of uh, white nationalists all right guys <clears throat> yeah breathing is good <laughs> I'm, I'm reading in the chat it's, i heard breathing helps with living Jim writes. Okay, Jim, and thank you, Jim, for your super chat. And before I continue, I would like to say tonight's show. All right, why am I singing? Tonight's show is sponsored. Why does everything suck? Hmm. All right, I'm I'm looking for the drum roll. Hmm, drum roll, please. All right, well tonight's show is oh I found it is brought to us by <laughs> Teresa. Thank you, Teresa, for going to Patreon.com/slash Tara Devlin to become a patron of, of the independent liberal media. I mean, you will keep the show going and growing. And I also want to thank Michael, who, who pledged on December 4th. Thank you so much for becoming a patron. And Deborah, uh, again, another December 4th. Thank you for becoming a patron. And also Irwin. Thank you, guys. Keep up the good work. We might, we just might get there one day. And by there, I mean a daily show at a set time. That's the, that's the dream, really. So thank you, Teresa and Michael and Deborah and Irwin. And if you're a patron and supporter of the show and would like a Tarabuster mug, please send me your um your name and address on gmail on my g uh, tarabustermedia at gmail.com and yeah i'll send you a mug what the hell you can also contact me through the patreon page if you're if you're a patron all right guys let's get to work let's see hmm what's going on in this chat room they're talking about trains all right. Well, where do we begin today? So many things are happening. Well, we know that I, I, I really appreciate it when um, it actually gave me hope, something that I've been lacking lately. Listening to Liz Cheney reveal these texts 
that on January 6th, the filthy, disgusting traitors who, who, um, who incited the coup, who spread the big lie, who passed around a PowerPoint, how to destroy democracy, these same people, you know, wait, hold on, God damn it. It's still early, the show. Everything is still kicking in. So they knew, so the Republicans knew from the beginning, no matter, I mean, we knew they were lying, guys. We knew it. We knew it, of course. Everybody knew it. But then, you know, the corporate media has to report whatever these, these lying fascists say, they have to report it as if it's sincere. They, and if, as if, you know, they're a legitimate party. They're not. They are the existential crisis that we're in. And the Supreme Court, everywhere we look, everywhere the Republicans put their influence, their illegitimate influence, is um, there's a problem. It's but but it's not just the unfortunately it's not just the Republicans. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about too tonight is um, I just this, this clip of Nancy Pelosi today um, talking about. The how, you know, uh, teacher, not teachers, that's another story we're going to do, how uh, insider trading, that she's cool with insider trading. Well, no, no, no. She's cool with the representatives, our elected reps playing the market. Um, even though, uh, what the hell is the trend in the people's house? There are more millionaires in the so-called people's house than... Let's see, how many millionaires? I don't know the exact stat, but it's, a, it's actually appalling. Let me see, how many millionaires in, in the House of Representatives? Yeah, here we go. I remember this story from a few years ago. Majority of lawmakers in Congress are now millionaires. This is from Open Secrets. Okay. Congress is an exclusive club. It's also a wealthy one. More than half of those in Congress are millionaires. Data from the lawmakers' most recent personal financial disclosures show this. So the median net worth of members of Congress who filed disclosures last year is just over a million dollars. Now, that would be acceptable if the median net worth of the American people were was in that range. But as we know, the American people, 80% are living check to check. Over six, I think it's over 60% can't save $400. For an emergency, they can't scrape up an uh, emergency. They don't have an emergency fund, so they're living paycheck to paycheck. That's not a middle class. That's a that's a that's an underclass. That's the plebs, the plebeians. And how much longer are we going to take it? So, more than half of those in Congress are millionaires, and much of the wealth in Congress is concentrated at the top. The top ten percent of the wealthiest lawmakers have three times more wealth than the bottom 90%. Well, it sounds like uh, America in general, right? See, my camera is getting blurry. According to the estimate 
net worth calculations. Rick Scott is the wealthiest lawmaker. Oh, and remember when he was running that health of company, one of these rackets insurance, he was running a health, a health insurance racket and they built Medicaid um, in the largest Medicaid fraud in American history. So, but still Republicans, they run for Congress and then they are voted for, for, for some inexplicable reason. You know what that reason is, guys? It's racism. I hate to tell you, it really does come down to that. Because the, de- the Republicans are, are good at getting their racist-ass message out there into the public discourse. They, pl- they, they never stop with the dog whistles. And they, it's really, um, they understand how motivating it is for cowards. Racism is a very, um, it's really kind of what gets some people out of bed in the morning, I would think. Some of these, well, clearly the Proud Boys, people like that. It's like the Duggars. You know, they're so, um, like, nobody talks about sex more than the Duggars, right? It's sort of like the same. And this, um, hold on. Fuck. Guys, I'm having a computer. All right. Much of the wealth in Congress is concentrated at the top. While some lawmakers are still paying off student loans, others are paying their fourth, their third or fourth mortgage. The group of wealthiest members include career politicians who boosted their portfolios over the decades in Congress. Okay, Um, they're writing laws. And of course, you're going to benefit from that if you're if you're allowed to, I guess. They're writing these laws, and then they're selling and buying and trading on this inside information, and that's goddamn illegal. But it's not unexpected. When nothing matters, there's no integrity. Nobody is trying to cultivate a democracy. That's the problem. And it's heartbreaking. Because this thing that we're trying to to uh, actualize democracy. We've always been aspirational. We've never been functional, a functional democracy. This thing, um, it's not, it it requires a conscious effort. And and actually I was um, rereading about the Newberg conspiracy during the American Revolution. After the revolution, when we had won, and by really by uh, just by George Washington's dedication to, I mean, look, I know he's a racist and he had slaves and this is, yeah, it's all, that's fucked up, of course, but, um, but, but that was, he was a man of his time, of course, and, you know, he was, he realized that, he, uh, well, he, he was dedicated to the cause of democracy and the Newberg conspiracy. If I'm, if I can paraphrase it or wrap it up succinctly, um, it's after the war because the United States was broke. Um, hold on a second. My name is Tara Devlin. Not that that matters. Who cares? (laughs) I don't know. So these 
the the soldiers and the officers hadn't been paid by the Continental Congress for years. Some of them had been fighting with George Washington for seven years, and they they some were still not paid. And the officers, after the war was won and the British surrendered, they the officers had hatched a conspiracy, and it became known as the Newburgh Conspiracy, to march on Washington, uh, I mean, well, not Washington, to march to the Congress and demand payment. And they said that, so this conspiracy was that they would not disband the army and, and when told to do so. And they wanted to make George Washington the king. So they would you know, force this on Congress. They would force them to pay them and they would force them to listen to them. So George Washington put a, put a stop to the coup. He, and the, the famous story, he was standing in the back when they, all of the officers were heated, heatedly discussing the coup and he um, asked to speak. It was his second in command what was who was um hatching the coup and he asked to you know when he was asked to speak what could he what could he say that's his commanding officer so okay and he dis- he motivated the officers by reminding them that they were fighting for more than just these um you know money more than money they were fighting for human potential Okay, for they were fighting for the to show the world that human beings could govern themselves, that they could have a a government that promotes the general welfare, that they didn't need a king in an aristocracy. And so in a nutshell, he um, he shamed them into submission and uh, also by the, the story is with he took out his spectacles um, no, and because nobody knew that he, that he um, required spectacles because he always seemed so strong or tried to give off that appearance, it touched the officers. Some of them, it was recorded that they openly wept when they saw him put on his glasses saying that, excuse me, he couldn't read what he was writing because he said, he said, excuse me, it seems I have gone gray and as well as blind in the service of my country. And um, that brought the officers, uh, some of them, it said that they wept, some, and they applauded and were reminded that, yes, we, we don't want to dishonor our service, dishonor ourselves and everyone who lost their lives for this thing by turning into the tyrants we set out to overthrow. So they weren't just separating from the king. They were building something that was unheard of on earth for 2,000 years, nearly. Right? For the most part. Western civilization was ruled by kings and queens. And the republics here and there that sprung up, were uh, some of them were pretty much uh, not long for the world. So we're less than 250 years old, this country. And we're already... How many fascist coups? How many 
how many conservative coups have we bad had to beat off but <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> beat off she said beat off how many fascist coups have we had to what's a good word i don't know have we had to stop <laughs> beat off i don't know sometimes words come out of your mouth and then you when they're when they're coming out of your mouth you're like don't go, you know, but it's too late. They're already, they already left. Hold on a second. <laughs> and then you're like, what? I have to do something to my phone for a sec. Talk among yourselves. Uh, wait, I apologize. All right. Oh, you will have my full attention in two seconds. There we go. All right, great. <sighs> Calm down, Devlin. Calm down. Yeah. So, thinking about that, I, I, you gotta wonder what what would, what do you think? <laughs> Let's say a man like Washington or Jefferson or any one of the founders. What would they think of a? Marjorie Taylor Greene, or a Jim Jordan, or a Matt Getz. What do you think? It, it's a disgrace. It's an embarrassment. And it's also an insult to everybody who ever died for this country. Don't you think? I do. I mean, they make a mockery out of the, the system that so many, that, uh, that the, the founders put together through trial and error, I, of course, in the beginning, the country was ungovernable because the states wouldn't come together and do anything. Just like what the Republicans want to do now. They want to nullify laws, like nullify our constitutional rights with what, what we just witnessed with the Supreme Court. And you know what's going on. The Supreme Court just basically said, you know, uh, you want to be a bounty hunter and um, inflict your manias on decent society, just trying to live, the, go through daily, like, you know, go for it, go, go for it. Here's $10,000 for your troubles. Well, other states are now following suit. California's fi filed a suit in um, uh, something about guns. You know, they're doing something to limit guns. Good. You want to play? Let's have it. It's time to play. And that's the thing with the Republicans I, I, and the Democrats. The, the thing about the Democrats that frustrates me and everybody else is that it doesn't seem like they fight. They, where is the fight? Do they have the, the courage of their convictions? Well, they don't if they don't have any convictions. Okay. Some of the Democrats do. And, um, but I'm, you know, right now we're talking about Nancy Pelosi and today Nancy Pelosi was asked about the insider trading and, uh, she was all for it saying that she's happy or she wants the, um, representatives to engage in the free market. That's a good thing. That's what she said. The free market. Well, there's not a free market, Nancy, because you're writing the, the rules, of that, that market. It's not a free market. It's regulated. 
you know, I can't go to the market right now and say, hey, um, you want want to buy my car? And and it's nothing but, uh, a, I don't know, a piece of wood and a string. Right. You had there has there's some standards. There's regulations. You can't put a label on something and say it's delicious, um, whatever, water from the top of the glacier when it's coming out of your tap. But the Republicans, you know, that stands in the way of rapacious prop profit. So, um, and we're very, very sick. So it's really concerning to me. On one hand, we have the, um, the, the Republicans destroying themselves and it's brilliant and beautiful and caught in the act of being themselves. That's what January 6th was. They're traitors. They're a bunch of goddamn traitors. And all these texts going around saying, um, we got to stop this. This is really bad for us. That's what Laura Ingram said. This is really bad for us. You notice the phrase, how she put it? This is bad for us. You're a, you're a journalist, I thought, right? Do you see? It's outright overt propaganda. This is bad for us. Honey, you're supposed to be objective. Didn't you read the whole First Amendment? You're supposed to be reporting on these pricks and not enabling it. No, but of course, this is... They're fascists, guys. They're friggin' fascists. They don't like democracy. They would rather have an unfit con man uh, opening the door and letting all of the autocrats run, run, I don't know, smash and grab our treasury. Uh, it's It's a disgrace. And yet, here we are. So on one hand... We have. I see the the Democrats. I mean, the Republicans destroying themselves, it's, and it's wonderful because that's what has to happen if we're going to survive. And then on the other hand, here comes Nancy Pelosi, making it almost impossible for people to want to vote for Democrats. Why are you defending? Nobody. Nobody wants their elected rep to insider trade. Or to even be trading. You should be worrying about your constituents. Oh, it's the free market. No, it's not. When you're writing the laws, why are you so, um, I don't know. Why are you so annoying? But that's Nancy Pelosi. What are you going to say? What do you say to that? Be- that, to me, when I saw the clip of her saying, oh, we love the free market. I, it made me want to puke. Really? What the heck is it? Well, I believe in the free market. While you're writing the, the laws of the free market. Unbelievable. And also, it's disgusting and unpalatable. People, um, they don't like the, the greed. Even though... Um, you know, Republicans and Democrats enable it. The American people are sick of it. They're sick of many, well, not everybody, of course, but sick of billionaires 
and um, yeah, sick of the corruption. So we're trying to overthrow this fascist coup. And, you know, for other parts, the Democrats are always trying to be the model and the power of example, it seems, for Republicans. But asking, and it's also very tone deaf. And that's the thing that annoys me about Nancy Pelosi. I think she's so, she's been in the ivory tower so long that she's, she's out of touch she's lost she's lost sight of the ground if she ever had sight of the ground because her big claim to fame as a democrat is that she's a she's a fundraiser she she's good at getting money from rich people which is a skill that kill is killing us that's the problem nancy and you know what nancy you're 80 isn't she like 80 something years old what are you what what are you doing? How much money do you need? How much? How much is enough? I wonder. But uh, to to working people, anything is too much, right? With too much. To, like today, when I was watching the corporate media, and then they were going on about how people want to work from home now, you know, because they're they're saying, oh, well, they want to go back, but they don't want to go back. People like working from home, but they want to eat in restaurants. If they can eat in restaurants, why don't they, 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 they go, they can go to work. They can sit in a restaurant. They can sit at their desk. This is what they're saying on corporate media, making, uh, just, uh, beaten down on working people. Again, it's always our fault. We're too, we don't want to work. We don't want to go in. Oh, we want to work from home. What the hell is wrong with that? One good thing that came out of the pandemic, if you work from home, work from home. Who needs to commute? Right? But, oh, now we got to hear how lazy and entitled we are. It's always working people. We're just taking too much. And, you know, if only we allowed our betters to, to rule us. And, like, it just seems like so much... Um, Tone deaf, just tone deaf. And that's what discourages me because we have an opportunity staring us in the face. And that is the fact that the Republicans are traitors and they hate, you know, they're, they're, in, a, they're in a fascist coup. They're in a, it's a slow motion fascist coup. It's not that slow because they're all across the country. They're changing laws. The voting, uh, gerrymandering, Elect all the election laws. They're changing laws so Republicans have to give their stamp of approval on the vote. So they don't like that what the people voted for or who the people voted for. They have, they can overturn it. This is unacceptable, of course. And of course, you know what are the Democrats doing? Oh, they they undid the filibuster for. The economy, right? Because the Republicans wanted to, they were filibustering the raising of the debt ceiling, which I don't understand why the Democrats continuously allow the Republicans to have their little, their cudgels to beat us over the head with. And the debt ceiling is one of them. Why don't they just fix it? Fix the law. And someone has... had a suggestion of telling the 
the president could tell the the mint to mint uh, a coin of whatever the value to cover the debt, whatever that might be, and um, that would raise the debt ceiling forever and ever, amen, and put that into law that you can't play these dirty damn tricks constantly. You don't want to pay the bills. And, and the Republicans, of course, they, well, the Democrats, again, they never, they don't uh, go after the Republicans saying, well, there's Trump again, sticking us with the bill, running up the tab and sticking us with the bill. And that's what happened. And that's what the Republicans do. But the Democrats, when you, so it's very frustrating because we do have some really great Democrats, but the old guard is in the way. And they're the ones that got us into this boat. They're the ones for the past 40, 50 years turning the United States to transferring the wealth from the working class to the top. And that's, that's how we get autocracy, guys. Here, from the Washington Post. Okay, Paul Waldman writes, In the world many of us would like to see, we'd admire public servants of all kinds for their dedication to the country. Yet we'd also acknowledge that having a government that operates smoothly and free of corruption requires those public servants to accept some conditions on their employment that they might not tolerate if they were in the private sector. Most of the time, that's how things work. Members of Congress, for instance, have to file financial disclosures that are made when you don't have to, uh, which you don't have to do if you work at a hardware store. And where is it? I just lost my place. Which is why it was so striking when House Speaker Nancy Pelosi defended the right of those members and their staffers to trade individual stocks. And whether it's legal or not, they make it legal. It's about appearance, too. But everything's out the window now. Right? It used to be that it mattered. The appearance mattered. That it didn't look good for judges to go on hunting trips with people who had business before the court. But the Republicans put that, they threw that out the window. It used to be unseemly for judges to go and speak at, at Heritage Foundation luncheons and um, the uh, Federalist Society. But that, that's out the window now. With, that's what the Republicans did. And they, they cross the lines. And once you cross those lines, you're not going back. And we don't say anything about it, though. When these lines are crossed, it's not... Um, it doesn't help us to go on about how Republicans are they're violating norms or they're, they're blowing up the norms. It's not a norm. It's an assault on democracy when you're blowing it up. Because democracy is not an accident. It is a, it's, a, it's a choice, and you have to work on it constantly. So w the fact that when the Republicans attack all of these, the pillars of democracy— and nothing is said about it. It's reported, and 
it's not reported as the assault on the foundations of democracy that it is. And the American people just don't get it. They don't understand what they, I really believe that, that am I wrong though? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe the American people are, are, are well-informed about our system of government. I don't think so. They, I believe that they don't, they don't really understand that this is a progressive um, a, a revolutionary, radical uh, idea of self-governance that of how of of just how radical that was. They don't seem to understand that. It's like, I don't know, I don't know. Yes, where is it? Where is it? Mm-mm-mm. Where I'm looking for you guys. Guys, guys. Mm-mm. Oh, I oh hi. I see you, Haiku. Thank you, Haiku, for doing duty for doing the moderations in the chat room. Nice to see you. Okay, we got some new people in the chat. All right, good. Nice to see you, Wit. Nice to see you, Zenny and Elise and Jim and Zenny. And Haiku and Mark. Nice to see you, Mark. I saw that you texted me, but I didn't I just saw that I didn't really absorb it. So we'll we'll talk later, Mark. And River. Nice to see you. Alright. Where is it? I'm looking for Nancy. <laughs> I just love the picture they chose. Eh, what are you gonna do? What's a little corruption? Or once in a while? Eh. I'm a, I'm only 80 years old. I need more. I don't know. I just need. You know, you never know when you're gonna need 500 million dollars at 80 years old. I don't know what you're gonna do with that. Maybe you can. Maybe you can be buried with it. And it'll keep you warm in your cold grave. But I don't think so, because you'll be dead. Um, let's see. So the writer Paul Waldman writes, most of the time, that's how things work. That, you know, members of Congress, for instance, have to file financial disclosures that are made public, which you don't have to do if you work in a hardware store, which is why it's so striking when and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi defended the right of those members and their staffers to trade on individual stocks. Pelosi was asked Wednesday by a reporter, an insider, that showed 49 members of Congress and 182 staffers in violation, okay, of the Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge Act. It's unreal. In, um, which requires them to report any stock trades that they make uh, in a timely fashion since 2020. I remember this too, because do you remember when Barack Obama signed a similar law and they made a big to-do about how, how ridiculous it is that members of Congress can trade on insider information? And so they had a signing ceremony for this, this bill that stopped them from tr- from trading, and they, you know, it was a big deal or whatever. And then in the dead of night, 
one night without any press, without any press conference, nothing, not even a picture. Barack Obama did away with that law. I don't know. I don't know how. It was very quietly undone, which is disgusting. So, you know, we do, we're not all about the Democrats are perfect. If they were perfect, we wouldn't be in this boat. We have a lot of work to do, and it includes working on ourselves. The Democrats are, yeah, they're better, but we got problems. We got a problem called Joe Manchin. We got a problem called Kristen Cinema and Nancy Pelosi. Everybody play, praises Nancy Pelosi. They're like, she's great. She'll, she'll, well, what did her daughter say? She'll decapitate. She could cut your head off and you wouldn't know you were bleeding or something. I don't know. Maybe. And I'm sure she's nice. I'm sure I would find her very interesting to talk with and a nice person and, and whatever. But come on. She's her big claim to fame is well her big skill. The reason she's a speaker is because she's a fundraiser. She she is capable of shaking that money tree, which is the problem. That's why we're in this boat. Corruption, greed. Greed is the only American value, and I'm goddamn sick of it. And once again today, Joe Joe Biden was in the um where was it tennessee where the tornado devastated the communities it's horrible and he was but he was saying it again we're americans we can do anything really except what except protect democracy except you know with by undoing the filibuster so these fascist bastards don't get to overthrow our democracy once and for all that's what we're up against and the republic i mean the and the uh, democrats okay i hope they're working on it but so Pelosi was asked on Wednesday about a report in Insider that showed 49 members of Congress and 182 staffers were in violation of the Stop Training on Congressional Knowledge Act, which requires them to pay, to report, blah, 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 okay. She said that if people aren't reporting the law as required, then, um, then they should. That's what she said. Well, they should report if they... Uh, you know, if they're trading on uh, insider information or whatever. It was her response to a broader question, which whether they should be able to trade stocks at all. That was even more troubling. Here's what she said. This is a free market and people, really? It's so free that we have millions of Americans who are have to declare a uniquely American medical bankruptcy that, that doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. So free that people needlessly die here because they can't go to a doctor. Okay, that's freedom. So free that if these filthy fascist pricks uh, gerrymander their way into power and then they shut down the government, within a, a week... The American people are on the bread lines because there's they have no savings. Can't live can't can't uh, live off your savings if you're living check to check. God damn it! 
that in itself should be on every American's top of mind, and every American should be appalled by it. So she, so let me finish the quote here. This is a free market and people, Nancy Pelosi, free market and people. We're a free market economy. No, we're not. How come I know this? You know this, stupid Nancy. Excuse me. Um, she knows it. She just, it's, uh, it's the party line, though. It's the, don't worry, nothing to see here. Everything's okay. Pay no attention to the fascist coup and the corruption, the greed. Pay no attention to legal bribes and insider trading. Pay no attention because, you know, we're free. It's a free market. And, honey, we're doing well. We're, we're bringing in buku bucks. Even though, the, you know, the American people are lazy and don't want to go to work. Now they, they're laying around. They don't want to go on a bus for two hours and travel into a city where morons are maskless. And, and you got to endure the idiots who are, <laughs> like, trying to shut down the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> we'll play those videos later. The Great Cheesecake Factory assault of 2021. Who wants to deal with that shit? But, you know, you're lazy. You're a taker. So Nancy says, we are a free market economy and they should be able to participate in that. Oh, whoa, it's a, it's a free-for-all market economy. I didn't know that. But, as the writer says, the truth is that no one should trade on individual stocks. E ever, ever. Individual, they, it's corrupt. It's, it doesn't even, even if it's not, it doesn't look good. It gives the appearance of corruption. And unfortunately, there are no George Washingtons running around to correct these assholes, to say, you know what? We're, tr we're doing something bigger than your, your small desire to line your individual pockets. This thing is a little bit bigger than that. But you see how the, how these, these, uh, even the, I don't even know. I, I, I was going to say Republic. It's not Republic. It's the Democrats here, you know, but they, this makes us small. Why would you do this? It is to me, it's baffling. It's a missed opportunity. It's tone deaf. It's like showing your two $30,000 refrigerators side by side and opening up the freezer to reveal how you can't live without your $15 a pint ice creams. You know, like the rest of us. So Paul Waldman says, he continues, the truth is that no one should trade individual stocks unless you want to lose your money just put what you can in an index fund you'll be fine but unlike you members of congress are often privy to information that the general public doesn't have and when you trade on that information it creates a serious conflict of interest occasionally um, only occasionally is a member of congress found guilty of that kind of securities fraud Remember Representative, well, former Rep, Chris Collins? 
Republican of New York. In 2019, he was pardoned, of course, by asshole. But even if they aren't found guilty of breaking the law, at a minimum, it can create the appearance of corruption. And so when a U.S. senator frantically dumps 1.6 million in stocks just before the market tanks because of a pandemic and calls his brother-in-law, who immediately dumps his stocks, people might conclude that their elected representatives are corrupt. What do you think? Fortunately, there's a simple solution to this. Ban members of Congress and staffers from trading individual stocks. Okay? Hey, have them buy into a mutual fund. That's what he says. Let's do it. If they want to invest, you want to participate in this effed up casino that's killing us? Okay. Hey, we're creatures of the world. What can you do? Put it in a mutual fund. I don't know. God. But it's the appearance. They don't even care. The appearance of corruption? We're so far beyond that now. They don't even have to give lip service to it. It's like the Demo- I mean, it's like the Republicans who don't feel like they need to give lip service to democracy anymore. They don't need to praise democracy. They're o- they openly praise dictators and autocrats. And guess what, guys? You know, that's, there's, this is a coup. When, when people tell you and show you who they are, believe them. Who has heroes who are uh, autocrats? Who admires autocrats? What, what patriotic American would be like, oh, great, Kim Jong-un? That's, that's effing Trump and the Republicans, and they are the problem. Right, so he says, the truth is no one should trade individual stocks unless you want to lose your money. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And it creates a serious conflict of interest. Only occasionally is a member of Congress found guilty. Even if they aren't found guilty of breaking the law, at a minimum, it can create the appearance of corruption, of course. And so when a U.S. Senator... Hey, what happened? Did you see that? I think Tara Jr. just fell out of his seat. You okay, honey? What happened? Did you? Well, I, he sometimes he sleeps. He sleep and he rolls over. All right. <laughs> oh Jesus! Here we go. All right, now you sit here, honey. Everybody, Tara Junior Junior. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But it isn't like this is some kind of hardship. Over time, the stock market tends to rise. They'll make money. A better way to look at this issue might be to ask why it's important for members of Congress to be allowed to trade on individual stocks. Is this some kind of fundamental freedom, like a fundamental need we all must do? Is this a fundamental freedom that no American should ever be denied for a temporary period, no matter what? Even if it means the betterment of our entire society? (laughs) 
Did generations of brave American service members lay down their lives so your congressman could take a chance on Tesla shares? Being a lawmaker is a privilege and a public trust, and it comes with sacrifices. This doesn't seem like particularly onerous and uh, well, this particular sacrifice, not being able to trade individual stocks. Give me a break. And it would be easier to enforce than the Stock Act, which doesn't seem to get much enforcement at all. No complex reporting requirements, no deadlines, and no questions about whether the trade really was based on non-public information. Just a simple rule that says as long as you're in Congress, you can't buy or sell individual stocks. Wouldn't that be wise, if not ethical? Which brings us to another set of public servants who are chafing at the requirements of their jobs. Members of the military who won't, who won't be vaccinated. Okay, this is a whole other topic. But I don't care. Let them, I don't care. They're getting kicked out, so who cares? All right. And it, well, let's talk about these idiots in Queens. This is in my hood. Oh, and thank you, Errol, for your super chat. When will Republic clowns and their supporter ever gonna smarten up and realize COVID-19 is happening for reals? Um, that will be the first of never. Do you see this cat, everybody? He's a good boy. <laughs> Look how cute he is. Isn't he the cutest? He is so good. I love him. But I don't love the way he stares. <laughs> no, he's. I do love it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If only I could have find a human that stared at me like Tara Jr. Jr. stares at me. I'd be a happy woman. Okay. So in my neck of the woods, see, assholes are everywhere. I live in New York, and I always talk about... I mean, I, I, I'm glad to live here, frankly. I don't know how well I do in, in a red state. Uh, honestly, I, I know a lot of you guys live in red states, and uh, Robin Kincaid, Mike Malloy, they live in red states. When I went down to the Mike Malloy gathering when, in Georgia, uh, I think before the pandemic, of course... It was, I was a little, you know, it makes me a little nervous, I have to say, <laughs> because I saw a lot of Trump signs and eh, I just know I'm not, I'm not in New York anymore. <laughs> and it, because here in New York, you, there are, there are morons everywhere. Like we, we don't, the South doesn't have a corner market or Neither do neither does New York, but still, um, they're everywhere. We have anti-vax idiots. We have COVID idiots. We have Trump NZs. We have it all here, and um, except they just they kind of know to keep it under their uh, hats, their red ass fascist hats. So, which is I appreciate that. I, I don't really want to deal with them. I remember I saw I saw some there was like a petty bike. I told you the story. The petty bike in the city. This was before the pandemic. 
and he was flying a Trump flag. What's with these fucking flags? They're flags. He was flying a, a pe- the petty bike, you know, the uh, in the city. You could hire somebody to cart you around on a bicycle, but you're in the back. You know, they're carrying you in a cart. <laughs> I don't see the appeal, oh, but whatever. And so he was a petty bike rider, and he had a Trump sign. And I said, what is that? You know, whatever. I, I just try to make people uncomfortable. <laughs> you try to shame them. Name them and shame them. Shame is a necessary emotion. But if you're wearing it, because if you're wearing a red hat, that, that to me, if you're wearing one of those MAGA hats, you're, you're just saying that you're a racist oh, and an idiot. That's all. I, well, I guess we should thank them for wearing their uniforms so they could we could pick them out. Right? All right. I know you're there. I hear you. I see you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, here we go. Queen Center Mall. Anti-vax... Assholes arrested at the Cheesecake Factory in in the Queen Center Mall. Half a dozen anti-vax assholes were cuffed for staging a sit-in earlier this week. Six people, two of whom are from Queens, were arrested on Tuesday, December 14th after they blew past the restaurant's host stand, refused to show proof of vaccination, and sat themselves down at several empty tables, according to the NYPD. So here in New York, we have a vaccine mandate. You can't eat in restaurants. And I think now it's unless you've been boosted, too. It's not just vaccinated, unless you've had your booster. Okay, and you have to prove it. So um, I've been to a couple of places in the city. For the most part, nobody cares. People just show their ID and they sit down and they eat. So, you can eat. You don't have to wear a mask. You can eat. Get your goddamn shot. But these idiots, they, here, here, look at this. Hmm. Okay, and we don't want that, huh? Right now, you don't even have, when you take reservations, you don't even have to put down a credit card, okay? It's too low, probably. Yeah, it's kind of uh, low. A way to get... We, well, she's saying they're, they're live streaming this. They're outside the Cheesecake Factory, and she's telling everybody to harass them, to call the Cheesecake Factory nonstop and, and make reservations. You know, prank them, harass them, be a bunch of dicks, really. That's what it's about. I mean, this is what we have to endure with Republicans, the immature, the, the, all right, Junior, enough. I, I don't know. It's very weird. Ever since Ray, right? I think it's Ray, Tara Junior Junior. It's, he feels kind of, he feels insecure or something. He's acting strange. All right, so these assholes are 
telling everybody to call the Cheesecake Factory, the Great Cheesecake Factory Rebellion, because they don't want to where they don't want to sh- prove that they've been vaccinated. You don't get to eat at the Cheesecake Factory. That's not your birthright, asshole. The Cheesecake Factory and all the customers who are patriotic enough and conscientious enough about their country and com- community to get a vaccine, they want to have a decent meal. They want to ha- sit and eat at the goddamn Cheesecake Factory without being harassed by a bunch of assholes. They're just assholes. That's all they do. That's all they are. They bring nothing to the table. They add nothing to the conversation. They're assholes. And we all have to endure it. Even this. They say they're doing a a sit-in. This is... It's just abuse. A sit-in. About what? About what? We're in a pandemic where 800,000 people have died in this country. That's unreal. 800,000 people, and we're going to a million. We will, we'll get there, thanks to Republicans. Oh, yeah, they want, they, it's baffling to me. I don't know why they want to kill their own constituents, the people who support them, but I'm fine with that, but I don't get it. I guess just like I don't get how they could vote for Trump. I, I don't get how they can vote for much, I mean, who, any of them. Marjorie Two Toes or Lauren Annie, what did uh, Robin call her? Clanny Oakley? <laughs> That's good. But I just, it's like, you know, when liberals have sit ins, what, what was the last sit in I saw on, online? Oh, I didn't see a sit in in person. Oh, they, they, there was a sit in or at, um, in Congress where, People with disabilities were trying to um, express the need for expanding health care, right? Like normal, actual things that actually matter and make a difference. These efforts are doing all they can to ensure that another 800,000 die. And they don't even have the manners or the maturity to stay home and shut the fuck up about it. They got to live stream. They got to have a fake sit-in. They have to say, uh, harass the Cheesecake Factory. That's what you do with your life, with your limited lifespan. We have, you know, we're only here for a short blip of time. And these assholes want to, um, this is what they want to do with it harass the cheesecake factory and now imagine you're a you're a waiter or waitress at the cheesecake factory you got to put up with this shit that's what's so annoying about them too it's because we're we we are constantly forced to address the toddlers having a tantrum you know we all have to stop we can't have a nice night at the cheesecake factory everybody has to stop and we have to all attend to the toddlers having a meltdown. Uh, and I don't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised one of them pulled out a pocket constitution or, or some code, New York City code law number 95231 says that I hate them. Now call the Cheesecake Factory. You can call and keep calling, guys. We're going to shut them down. That's what they're saying. 
Oh, they must feel very powerful. You you really showed the cheesecake factory. Who's boss? You morons. But they got arrested, which was good. Here's some cops talking to them. That's not true. Oh, here we go. Oh, they're debating with them, with the cops. Oh, no. The, the law says that legal code number 35921 says you're wrong. You're wrong. The code. They Fuck off. And look at all these cops here, too. How many cops? So we all have to attend the, the idiots, you know, while somebody's actually in need of law enforcement. You know, there, somebody is just got robbed or, God forbid, anything worse. And the cops have to, they got to be pulled away from uh, the toddlers. So now we got to get the chief down, or one of the, or the captain. Oh, look, she, they zoom in. Make sure you get his name and badge number because we're going to report him for violating code 99215 of the Cheesecake Factor. What's the other crime, bud? What's going to happen? Are you a reporter? I am. No, I'm not. Can you believe this? There's like eight cops here. And assholes, and you're just trying to have some cheesecake. All right, and then they get arrested. But it's not over. We're going to continue to endure this. And I, I wondered what I would do if I ran into them, you know? If I was at the mall, which is highly doubtful. <laughs> I would generally stay away from there. But just by a happenstance, if I was walking by the mall somehow and there were a bunch of morons out there, I don't know, man. I wondered what I would do or say. I would probably harass them a little and call them idiots. And, meh, I don't know. Not that that does anything to them. It doesn't, it seems to, it's probably, it's like fuel to them. I don't know, guys. It's very baffling to me. How stupid people are. I don't get it. How can you be so dumb? And it's an equal parts dumb and irritating, right? Equal parts stupid, yet they don't... Well, that's part of stupid, because stupid doesn't know its limitations either. That, well, the Republicans, they're dumb, but they don't know it. They think we're the ones who are dumb because we're reading actual newspapers and they're reading Kremlin-created memes on 4chan. And they think that JFK is coming back from the dead? Oh, he was never dead. Well, I guess it's interesting being in that mind. <laughs> no, it's not interesting. It's tedious, I'm sure. Um, but everything's broken. Nancy Pelosi sucks. And, meh. I don't know. And then we have Elon Musk. Uh, this is another thing I wanted to talk about. That 
Elon Musk. Time Magazine named Elon Musk Person of the Year. And if I guess the theme of tonight is tone deafness. Person of the Year. It looks like the establishment in general has not caught up to the fact that we're, we're tired. We're sick of it. And we're not going to... I mean, we're not going to take it anymore. It's getting to the point. I have to ask how much longer we're going to take it. I've been asking that question for years. Do people actually like Elon Musk? I don't understand. Now, here's an asshole who pays no taxes and brings nothing to the table but being a douchebag. He spreads douchebaggery, stupidity, and we all have to genuflect to this prick who doesn't pay taxes. And that's the rules, though, right? That's what, that's the argument. Well, that's the rules. Those are the laws. He's not breaking any laws. Well, it's, it's, I know that, but we, we made him. We, Nancy Pelosi created him. You know? The corruption. He's a product of corruption. And there should be no billionaires. Period. I, I, sometimes I feel like I was born too soon or something. Because I feel like maybe Mark's generate. I know, Mark, our millennial correspondent... I think that Mark maybe might see a day where people have had enough of billionaires. Because <laughs> really, the fact that billionaires even exist as a thing is, is a testament to how broken the system is. So, putting aside the disingenuous way that the corporate media, like Chuck Todd in particular how how they frame this the the whole notion of billionaires during one of the debates chuck todd asked michael bloomberg um, bernie sanders says billionaires shouldn't exist mr bloomberg should you exist and um that kind of question being framed like that is completely disingenuous and bullshit should you exist it's not about him no he shouldn't exist. If he should exist as a thing, fine, but he shouldn't he shouldn't be a billionaire. Being a billionaire is dangerous to 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 everybody. We don't need billionaires. It's like we don't need cancer. That's what billionaires are. Because what is cancer? A cancer is a cell that is gone out of control and is eating up all of the nutrients in your body until it kills you. It's, it takes, it takes, takes and takes and takes, and then you're dead. That's what billionaires are. They're, they take the cell that is just taking everything for themselves and killing the rest of us. Because somebody came up with an idea. He, so, so what's his name? I don't know what the hell he, it, it's, you could still be rich. You don't need to go jerk off in space, do you? while the American people can't save $400. And so they named, Time Magazine named Elon Musk the person of the year. 
It doesn't make any sense to me. That that didn't make sense. But naming Elon Musk person of the year is time's worst choice ever, says critics. Critics? Some people say, people say, well, that's the Fox News tactic. People are saying, people are reporting that Antifa is there. And who are those people? Oh, me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But Time Magazine's decision to make Tesla billionaire Elon Musk its person of the year has, <laughs> has been criticized because of his attitude to tax, opposition to unions, and playing down the dangers of COVID. So why would you give this asshole any kind of attention, any more attention? Musk, who is also the founder and chief executive of, of the SpaceX, who cares, recently passed Amazon founder Jeff Bezos as the world's wealthiest person. Drop dead. God. Describing him as a clown, genius, edgelord. Edgelord? Oh my God. This world. Oh my, it, it really is. A, it really is a bitch visionary industrialist and showman how about moron covidiot succubus parasite overgrown toddler who lacks the ability to function in a democracy who thinks that you know born on well no he wasn't born on third face that's true he did earn it but good let him be rich he could be rich nobody's saying he can't but I don't know why we have to give him billions of dollars of the money that our labor makes possible you think he may he, he did it all himself right how about what a different world it would be if the workers actually shared in a a fair share of the of the profit that their labor makes possible not just funneling it up to the top so Elon Musk could masturbate on a pile of money. Because what else do you do? What do you need? A, a bunch of zeros on your bank account while the American people are struggling for, to have a democracy in general, period. You're a selfish prick. You want to be, what, what? You want to be um, the richest person in the poorest country? But we're all supposed to be like, great, free market, baby. <sighs> the magazine emphasized that its annual acknowledgement was not an award, but rather recognition of the person who had the most influence over events for the year. Really? No, I, I don't think so. For good or for ill. But we haven't decided you're, let's go out on a limb here, Time Magazine. Oh, that's too much. That would take courage. It's good or ill. You decide. Is it true? Is it false? Is it fair and balanced? The award has previously been bestowed to popes, Ebola healthcare workers, and Greta Thunberg, but also Hitler and Stalin, who received it twice. Who cares, honestly? In 1982, it went to the computer. 
Ew. But the accolade ship. <laughs> Wait. But the a the accolade drew sharp criticism. Where Musk is a controversial figure. It says Musk is a controversial figure in the U.S. I thought it was on Earth. Because of his attitude towards tax, opposing a billionaire's tax. Yeah, he needs more money. That's He doesn't have enough. He, along with other prominent super wealthy people, pay only a small tax rate relative to um, his total wealth. According to a ProPublica investigation, with Musk paying a real rate of 3.27%. 3.27%. That's what he pays. You know what you know what you pay? You know what I pay? We pay around 35% if you work for a living. He pays 3%. Oh, but that might be more money because he's got billions of dollars. 3% of a billion or whatever billion is a lot. So this is what the Republicans do. Then they justify it. Well, the the rich paid, you know, and then they'll throw out a number. But as a percentage, it's nothing. It's a pittance. It's chump change. It's lunch for these effers. And come on. The reason we allow the, the so-called representatives to get away with this, to keep dragging us into this oligarchy, is because most of the American people don't understand that, that billionaires are really antithetical or there are... Billionaires can't exist if we want a functioning democracy. Really. They need to be taxed. Corporations need to be taxed. It's all f to, to, to promote the general welfare. You don't like it? That's fine. Go. Leave. Like FDR said, we will miss you. <laughs> Go. So he says, so wait, 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 wait. But the accolade drew sharp criticism where Musk is a con in the U.S. where Musk is a controversial figure because of his blah, 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 being a dick. He, along with other prominent super wealthy people, only pay a small rate. Yes, 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 3.2. While legal, the rates expose the failures of the American tax system. America's tax laws to levy increases in, wealthies, in wealth derived from assets. And why do you think that is? Because these fuckers don't work for a living. They don't trade the time of their, in their lives or their labor for, for... It's not a transactional thing. They don't. They sit and they wait for the checks to arrive. That's capitalism. They're capitalists. But if you trade your time and your, your skills for money, you're not, you're not a capitalist. You're a laborer. You're a worker. That's another thing that the, that the American people have been so s propagandized by the likes of Fox News, by the right-wing fascist propaganda outlet that is probably the main reason the United States is a backsliding democracy. Really? All right. 
Senator Elizabeth Warren tweeted that the time decision highlighted the need for the tax code to be reformed. So person of the year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off everyone else. And then, of course, Elon Musk tweeted uh, and called her Senator Karen. And that's supposed to be funny, I guess. But it's another example of how how much longer are we going to take it? How much longer will we be forced to endure this shit? Robert Reich, who served as the labor secretary in the Clinton administration, said that the announcement was a good time to remind people that he illegally threatened to take away stock options if employees unionized. An apparent reference to a 2019 NLRB finding regarding a tweet in which Musk wrote, why pay union dues and give up stock options for nothing? Why do these fuckers hate unions so much? It must be because they're, they're effective. I don't know. Time to rebuild the American labor force, uh, the unionized labor force. We need, we need unions. Musk also earned controversy in 2020 by playing down the dangers of COVID. Another reason why he sucks. And initially kept his Northern California factory open despite a local shelter-in-place order, which is another thing. Oh yeah, like in the the absolute horror of the tornado and then you find out that amazon and that candle factory told their workers to stay that uh, if they they had to work because it was christmas and they were they were backlogged and they had to fulfill these orders quickly and then Amazon, uh, that was the candle factory, and of course the NLRB, National Labor Relations Board, is looking into it. And then Amazon said, the people, the workers at Amazon said that they were told to stay, to that they weren't allowed to leave. And um, that's what the workers reported. But of course Amazon is telling, the is saying that they're lying. Which makes me think, why the fuck would they lie? Why would they? Why would you make that up? Why would a bunch of people just make that shit up? Yes, it's the the, the workers, right? They must be liars. Can't be Amazon, this disgusting, non-tax-paying behemoth with a sociopath, narcissist running it please, who hates unions. All of them hate unions, and thereby they hate America. They really do. They hate America. America, I mean, they hate what we are trying to be. They hate the Democratic Republic. They hate the, well, they hate the, uh, well, they hate the Constitution, and they hate the general welfare, that's for sure. playing down the dangers of COVID. Let's see. Kurt Eichenwall said it was the worst choice ever. I held back on saying much about time selecting Elon Musk as person of the year until I read their reasoning. In a year 
when the developers of the mRNA vaccines saved millions and helped restore global economics, the selection of Musk this year may be the worst choice ever. Time magazine also noted the sway Musk holds over an army of loyal followers and investors on social media, where he skewers the powerful, as if he's not one of them, of course. And this is what scam artists, con artists like Musk, like Trump, like all of these grifters do. They, they position themselves as men of the people. It's a game. It's, that's their scam. He skewers the powerful and also regulators attempting to keep the, in check an executive that is far from traditional. Using his 66 million followers on Twitter, he offers outlandish advice to the world, like, who asked, you know? And drives even his own followers and investors mad by roiling markets. He was sued by stock market regulators for tweeting in 2018 about taking Tesla private, and they alleged in correspondence to Tesla this year that two further tweets were not pre-approved by the company's lawyers as required in a settlement. God. Guy can't be trusted with his own mouth. Though it became profitable only in recent years, Tesla is by far the world's most valuable car company at one point this year, crossing the $1 trillion market capitalization threshold. Traditional heavyweights such as Ford and General Motors combined are worth less than $200 billion. Musk said last month that SpaceX would attempt to launch its futuristic bullet-shaped starship into orbit in January. I hope he's on board. NASA has contracted SpaceX to use Starship to deliver astronauts to the lunar surface. Ugh. This is what makes me so sad that these billionaire fucks are like have their tentacles in our in the general welfare in our government i i don't want them in there i don't know about you they need to go that's why we need money out of politics and that's why they will never allow it if we want a functioning democracy we have to get money out of politics there are things we have to do we have to respect and cultivate education in this country which is something we don't do, of course. And that's another heartbreaking tragedy and international embarrassment. We should really be ashamed of ourselves. And right now I'm talking about, I don't know if you saw this clip, this thing with these teachers. Oh my God, where was it? Bunch of teachers D degrading and insulting A, this is from um, an, a, a website called Education Week. And the article is degrading and insulting. An apology issued after teachers crawled for money. I'm not sure if you saw that. It was trending a little bit, but I also saw it on the mainstream media. It was, it was good that it got some attention. And that others were equally disgusted at this 
because when I saw this, I, I, I don't know, man. I wanted to go. I, my, I have to say, my stomach just twisted, and I felt rage. So, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the organizers of a fundraiser that features teachered, teachers on their hands and knees grabbing dollar bills at a junior hockey league game in the South Dakota are apologizing after the event drew criticism. Yeah, how tone deaf, right? Yet again. That's the theme tonight, tone deafness. Right? The Dash for Cash Saturday night in Sioux Falls was co a competition in which 10 local teachers were selected to collect money for school projects. They had five minutes to collect as many of the $5,001 bills that were spread out on the carpet on center ice between periods at the at the arena critics on social media called the event de demeaning critics who who likes that who 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 thought that was a good idea do you understand that that went through that didn't just happen that had to be planned that had to be executed that had to be produced they had to call the teacher they had to find the teachers they had to get the money they had to do, you know, they had to do advertising. They had to rehearse. They had to set it up with the stadium and coordinate, you know, the music and the cues. And so they, they worked on it. They had time to think about what they were doing. But nobody clearly in the, in the, in the, run up to the event at least involved in it and the teachers themselves who are most likely they don't even realize it they're they're constantly demeaned they don't realize it maybe i don't know they don't see or maybe it's just that the kids they, they they'll take the demeaning rather you know than uh, really miss the opportunity to get funding for the students it's just ridiculous. Why is this even a thing? The Dash for Cash. Ten local teachers were selected to collect money for school projects. They had five minutes to collect 5,000, as many as the, of the dollar, $5,001 bills. Critics on social media called the event demeaning. Lauren Paul, president of the South Dakota Education Association, said it showed that the state needs to do better for its teachers and students when it comes to funding education. Well, you get it, guys. The Republicans hate education. Of course, they call it government schools because they hate everything that makes democracy function. Notice that? Everything that shores up democracy, protects it, that makes America the, uh, you know, not a, not, not a, you know, when you say land of the free, it's not set in irony, not just a laugh track. But everything that the Republicans do, all of their policies, whatever that might be, because we all know they have the, their policies can be boiled down to destroy democracy and fillet Trump, preferably at the same time. 
while the dash for cash may have been well-intentioned, it only underscores the fact that educators don't have the resources necessary to meet the needs of their students. At, as a state, we shouldn't be forcing teachers to crawl around on an ice rink to get money, to get the money they need for their classrooms. We should be ashamed of ourselves. I don't know about you, but I am. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Is JD here? Thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. Thank you so much, Richard. It's only great when you're here, so I'm, <laughs> I need you to come to the show all the time and never miss it, so thank you. I'm just looking if Jim's here, because Jim's from the UK, and I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm glad he's not here, <laughs> really, because <laughs> it's embarrassing, really. Isn't it embarrassing to be an American at times? Dash for cash. Sioux Falls Stampede and CU Mortgage Direct, which donated the cash together, issued an apology. Oh, so it wasn't just one corporation. It was a couple. Of, you know, it'd be fun. Oh, they thought they were being humanitarians, too. That's the sickening part. They thought they were being good citizens. Oh, look, let's do something good for charity. Yeah, you know, teachers. Our, our kids are dumb as fuck and got no nothing so hey fuck it let these teachers crawl around and demean themselves government schools anyway who cares maga so they not just one corporation two two bunch of you know executives they had to discuss it with each other they had to recruit the teachers they all thought, oh, this is great. We'll get some good publicity for our corporate corporations. <laughs> Not corporate corporations, but just plain old corporations. Here they go. Who is this? Wait, oh, you're not. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was. I thought you were looking at the tweet. I'm sorry. And I'm reading it. I miss you. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Oh, Junior. He just hit him. Just jumped. And he banged his foot. Uh-oh, here he comes. Here comes my cat. Why am I just singing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know a lot of things nowadays. Sit, honey. But not on the keyboard. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Can you just sit there for a bit? Say hello. <laughs> Be do ba da bop. All right. Just stop staring at me. If that's okay. Uh oh. It's it's gonna get worse. What the hell, man? I'm sorry, god damn it. Where is this fucking thing I'm looking for? Beep ba da Uh-oh. 
I might have to. I don't know what to do with him. What's the matter, honey? What's the matter, baby? What's the matter? You okay? I wish I knew what was going on with him. I think he's insecure. He's feeling insecure with Ray. It changed the dynamic. But he's the boss. He's definitely the boss. All right. Oh, guys. Why can't I have a producer? You know? It hurts. <laughs> okay. You want to see the teachers? Okay, sure. I think I have them. Here we go. The fuck? Where's Ecam? It's getting crazy. Woo-wee! Everybody's cheering, too. Wow. This is where we live, guys. We're dumb. We're dumb, and they really are laughing all the way to the bank. It doesn't take much to, it doesn't seem that way, to turn a perfectly decent democracy, or trying, struggling democracy, into this uh, a, another failed state. All you need is cultivate the ignorance. The ignorance that you better believe, you know, is in, <laughs> certainly, mars the human condition. You crazy cat, man. Anyway, all right, let's go into... The last thing, let's just talk about the Fox News fascists who, it's out in the open now. Now, here's what I wonder, as far as the Fox News, the, well, the tweets that Liz Cheney, not the tweet, the tweets, the texts, the texts, that's what it was, texts, private texts to Mitch, not Mitch McConnell, to Mark Meadows, get it right, and it revealed that the Republicans knew that uh, it was out of hand and that they, they, the Republicans had produced the event, that they were in on it. And in fact, when one of the, um, the texts from Laura Ingram, where she said, this doesn't, this is hurting us. That's what she said. This is hurting us us and right with that right there she revealed that Fox News is not a news organization it's a propaganda arm it's fascism right out of the Nazi playbook every fascist coup needs their propaganda arm you know they have the goddamn ministry of propaganda and it's, it's important <laughs> to control the message. 
that's why we're here doing what we're doing, trying to counteract some of it. But this in itself, if the mainstream media, the others in the mainstream media, and even the White House press corps, what is Fox News doing there? They're not a news organization, and they shouldn't be treated like one. And if they are in the, in the White House press corps, then they need to be ignored and treated as the propaganda arm that they are. Fox News hosts knew that Trump fans were behind the MAGA riots, but they still lied. That night, they were already blaming Antifa and Black Lives Matter and anybody but themselves. That's the party of personal responsibility. They never take responsibility. They only use that motto when they want you to take responsibility. When they want to deny you health care or a living wage or clean water or anything or, th- or retirement security. That's it. Liz Cheney, this is from Ross Story, Sarah Burris. Representative Liz Cheney revealed during the January 6th hearing vote on Monday that three Fox News personalities were hurriedly texting the White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, begging him to make President Donald Trump stop the attack on the U.S. Capitol. And that's treason. Guys, they're traitors. I, 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 if, if we don't put that that Trump and all of his minions in jail. All right, kid. He's a a traitor. Trump is a traitor. They plotted a coup from within the White House. Can you believe this? They had a coup on a PowerPoint. Oh, my God. Cat. Do you see this? What I got to put up with? Look. (laughs) Come on. It's abuse. He just wants to be, he wants petting and it must be done. Okay. I, for one, am shocked. <laughs> Fox News hosts were saying serious, were, were saying stuff in private different to what they said in public, said uh, Mehdi Hassan. Media Matters President Angelo Caruso, Car- Carasoni described it as a big deal for two major reasons. One, this is a stunning illustration, and it's rare to use the word stunning in relation to something Fox does, but this is stunning. It is a stunning illustration of the Trump-Fox feedback because it shows in real time on January 6th, they knew there was a problem. They tried to protect and advise Trump to address the problem in real time. Then, after January 6th, they ran cover for him and... To this day, they continue to rewrite history and to continue to spread the big lie. The second reason is that we actually have their words (laughs) that they were saying on air. It's unreal. At the same time, they were sending out these disingenuous messages. Well, they were sending, they were disingenuously reporting on air a lie. Lies. Packs of lies seeding this country from sea to shining sea with lies, with effing fascist divisive lies aimed at overturning democracy. Laura Ingram is a traitor. 
goddamn, uh, what's his name? Hannity. Traitor. They're all a bunch of traitors. How do you get on your millionaire, your, your billionaire old millionaire mouthpiece fascist propaganda network and call yourself a patriot while outright lying to your viewers? Lying. Telling them that it's Antifa. A thing that doesn't even exist. Okay? There's, yeah, Antifa's an ideology. It's not an organization. How many times do we have to say it? It's like saying vegetarian attacked the Capitol. Yeah. It's an ideology. I'm Antifa. Um, every patriot whoever wore a uniform up until Fox News. Oh, my God. What the fuck, man? He's like... Look at this. What's wrong, man? <laughs> oh, here he comes. I don't know. He's, he's getting very... He's getting very... Uh, what is he getting? He's getting fresh. That's what my mother used to call me. Terry, you're so fresh. And I would be like, I'm fresh. But she didn't realize that fresh was cool. She meant like fresh, like a bad kid. Okay. On television that day, and in the days that followed, Fox hosts were saying something entirely different on air. I, for one, am shocked. Oh, I read that already. Media Matters, President, blah, 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 okay. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Mehdi Hassan showed a video collection of twisting the situation to make it seem like Democrats were acting hysterically. The attack wasn't actually that big of a deal, they claimed. You see how the the propaganda machine just churned and churned instantaneously for their asshole mouth-breathing followers. And you guys know I work in TV, right? I've told you that. So, yeah, I'm a freelancer or whatever. I do some... I've been working in TV my, my whole life. And uh, I don't know if I ever told you that Fox News actually reached out to me. <laughs> they obviously didn't Google me. And they asked if I wanted to work with them. And I said, no, I can't do it. I, I just said, I'm sorry. Um, it's not a good fit. And the woman wrote me back and she said, she said, oh, it's a great co corporate culture here. That's what she said. And I didn't say anything. I said, well, congratulations. Have a nice life. But... I wanted to say, well, I'm more concerned about the culture of my country being turned into a fascist state um, through the lies that you're pumping out. But I didn't, you know, I figured whatever. So Mehdi Hassan said, what we just saw is gaslighting. Now, thanks to the, to the text, we have clear evidence for that gaslighting. So now we know that they knew that they were lying. Because you, know, you could argue up to a point that they're sincerely stupid. 
and they're sincerely misleading their their viewers Okay, on January 6th, the same day that Fox News hosts were sending the panic text messages, they were telling their viewers that those attacking the Capitol weren't Trump supporters, but Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Laura Ingram called in. Um, who said this? Oh, yeah. Sean Hannity did a show that night. Brian Kilmeade did the same thing. So they recognized in real time that this was actually Trump supporters and that they spent an enormous amount of effort in that very day lying and explicitly saying that it wasn't Trump supporters, but they were calling on Trump to stop them. Well, we know how full of shit the Republicans are, and they don't, this is the thing, they they know that the base doesn't give a shit either, that they're lying. The only thing that the Republican base wants from the Republican Party is permission to say the N-word. That's it. It really is. They want to be able to say the N-word, say the F-word, say the, you know, they want to be assholes. They want to be dicks. They want to just be themselves. And not, they don't want anybody giving them a hard time about it. That's what it's about. They don't want some bitch like me getting uppity and, you know, telling them to evolve. Because they, they're not going to evolve. That's their American birthright. Being a, an ignorant, a willfully ignorant POS is their birthright. Good. I guess. Let's see. So Hassan, Mehdi Hassan, they're talking about the night of January 6th. Um, Hassan wondered if Hannity would dedicate his 9 p.m. hour to his role in the conversation with Meadows. So that's the thing. The Republicans, well, the, the Fox News fascists, they haven't addressed the controversy. And, unless they have, have they so far? Let's check Media Matters. Let me see. Because maybe since... I last looked, they said so, because, you know, their shows are on now. What is it, org? Where's Media Matters? Hmm, yep, well, Media Matters is reporting Fox News delivers deafening silence on the network host text to Mark Meadows from January 6th, so... They've, I guess they figure that their mouth-breathing base doesn't ever hear truth, so they're not going to hear this if they don't report it. And doesn't matter anyway, because they've already poisoned the, the entire system where they, th they think that everybody else is lying to them. So they've already, they've taken care of that. They cut that off at the pass. This is how fascism works. It's unreal. But I, what I wonder now is that now that this has been revealed and it can't be denied that Republicans and their propaganda wing are lying to the American people, um, how fast will we all have to go back to pretending that Fox is an actual news station? 
right? Because that's what it seems like, where they we all even the other other um, news outlets enable them, you know, by by not calling out them as the propagandists they are. They actually only had Chris Wallace. He was the one serious journalist on that was left really on that network and and as we know some of the other the correspondents that they were using left because they're uh, the trump cult that's taken over wait why chris wallace here's from an article on pointer by tom jones it says he's talking about he's just saying Chris Wallace's departure is a serious blow to Fox News. But I mean, I don't know. It's it really does diminish any any notion of journalistic credibility. They don't have any. It's they're done. I mean, they're really just like a bigger version of Breitbart now or OAN. Let's see. Fox News has been criticized for its pro-conservative, anti-liberal, pro-Trump coverage. All right. Whether critics pointed out such alarming propaganda, blah, blah, blah. But what about Chris Wallace? You would hear from Fox News defenders whenever the network was accused of being nothing more than a megaphone for Donald Trump. That excuse, however, is now gone. In a stunning move, Wallace announced on Sunday that he is leaving Fox News. And we'll be joining CNN. Oh, the Clinton News Network? Huh. Or MSDNC? This is who they are. They're so boring. Meanwhile, you know, at least on CNN and MSNBC, you might every now and, and then actually hear the truth. You know, they might do a story on... Uh, income inequality and and they will depending on the hosts there are there are some good hosts like tiffany cross i like and chris hayes of course hey buddy sit down what the hell all right hey hey let me talk to you honey can you what the hell All right. I think you know he has allergies, skin allergies too. I think his skin allergy maybe bothering him. That's why he likes to be pet like this, you know, because it feels good or something. All right. All right. During his time at Fox News, Wallace was more than just a solid journalist and a skillful interviewer. He was a shiny object that Fox News would hold up and dangle in an attempt to distract from the many ridiculous things that others <laughs> said on air. One could argue that having Wallace on its, on its roster gave people such as Carlson and Hannity and Ingram, um, you know, uh, fuck, the cat just stepped on the space bar and everything moved. It's okay. We love you anyway, Junior. Anyway, well, the, the point of the story is Fox News can no longer 
pretend that they're a legitimate that they're a legitimate news outlet but they'll try and the other other corporate and media entities will play along and I guess we'll go back to being lulled into a sense of stupor and see this the pro- part of the problem is that many Americans do think that Fox News is actual news and it's not as we see I mean they literally in the in one of the worst days in American history they took to the public airwaves and lied about it and what does that tell us did they did they admire the, the people who stormed the capitol i mean no that they sent them there it's like it's like going on a major news outlet on uh, the day pearl harbor was attacked and telling telling the american people that oh we were attacked by canada cuz you want to attack canada you know they're traitors. They're goddamn traitors. Here's some clips. Uh, met Republican members of Congress. She didn't name them all on that day saying this is horrible. This is a siege. Many of those same people now say, forget about it. It was a little deal. Just a few people got violent, including, including Donald Trump's friends at Fox News. Mark, the president needs to tell people in the Capitol to go home. This is hurting all of us. He is destroying his legacy, Laura Ingram wrote. There was certainly a lot of violence that day, but it was not a terrorist attack. It wasn't 9-11. It wasn't the worst thing that ever happened to America. It wasn't an insurrection. Please get him on. Holy shit. The lies. How do they stand themselves? Well, I guess it's like Elon Musk. They masturbate on a pile of money and everybody else can go pound sand we can all just go fuck off right junior it's enough my god i don't know what's happening tv destroying everything you have accomplished brian kilmeade texted just an aside what did he accomplish that's one thing that i kept screaming at the tv whenever they would play this clip i'd say what did he accomplish Oh, yeah, he funneled more money into Elon Musk's pockets. But everything else. Donald Trump was not saying go take the Capitol. He was going to go protest at the Capitol. He wasn't saying take the bike racks and throw them. Can he make a statement? Ask people to leave the Capitol, Sean Hannity urged. Trump supporters everywhere are now getting blamed for what happened at the Capitol. The vast majority of people that protested did so peacefully. The, the hypocrisy, uh, number one, everything they did violated journalism ethics, reaching out to Mark Meadows. But um, uh, but number two, they're not just um, uh, number two, just the hypocrisy that pretend it didn't happen on that day. It was urgent on that day. The president has to do something on that day. The president has to save his legacy. Then by that night on TV, not a big deal. And to this day, not a big deal. It just tells you again why it is so critical to get to the full truth of that day. Right. And we need to stop enabling these right-wingers and, and uh, giving them legitimacy. 
by our acceptance of them. They need to be called out for the fascist liars they are, especially Fox News. Fox News is an existential threat to this country. It always has been. Rupert Murdoch is a cancer, just like Elon Musk. That's what cancer is, right? They suck up all the energy until they kill the host. That's what they are, sucking up all the resources, all the profit that our labor makes possible, right? But they knew. Fox News knew. And, and just in that CNN clip when he said, first of all, they violated journalistic ethics just by contacting Mark Meadows. And good for him for pointing that out. That in itself should have been, if they, if they were a real news organization, there would be consequences for stuff like that. But nobody's even pointing it out except for that CNN commenter, commentator because we all expect Fox News to be corrupt. That's why Republicans get a pass for their bad behavior, because we don't expect anything from them. So they, they get away with it because it's like children. You don't you can't hold a grudge against a child for shit in its pants. Right. Because they're kids, children or babies, you know, toddlers. Can't, what can you do? That's a toddler. They shit their pants, you know. Same thing. Let's see, here's some more clips. Evidence that the January 6th committee laid out tonight against former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows was truly extraordinary. And it was all evidence that Mark Meadows himself turned over to the committee at his own will. That evidence showed that a slew of Fox News hosts from Laura Ingram to Sean Hannity were begging Mark Meadows to get Donald Trump to stop the siege. And he refused. Yeah, wait, here's some clips, some more clips arguments now the first that the president said fight like hell and look and look at the 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 charade the the graphic with the faces oh it's chuck schumer he's so he's scary and he's supposed to be some kind of great and powerful oz these democrats They've come to what? Save your democracy and stuff a little in their own pockets while they're at it? Words are unacceptable and they incited an insurrection on January 6th. The core claim of Democrats' impeachment article is that Trump's speech incited the January 6th riot. His speech. Trump incited riots. Dem arguments dismantled. Well, it's just dismantled. It's dismantled when they say that it's dismantled. On January 6th. Fight like hell. Well, so where's the context? That's another violation of all journalistic ethics. Just take some random clip of somebody saying fight like hell in two seconds. Don't tell us what it comes for, what comes after. And doesn't matter. Whatever Trump says... He's fight like hell. They they keep playing that clip of him saying, um, Lee, uh, not he, say, he says, peacefully, peacefully. We're going to peacefully. He says peacefully once, that they're going to peacefully walk over. In between all of the speakers and the ev- all the planning that went in <laughs> to overthrowing uh, our election. 
Uh, it's language that they've used, that Republicans have used, well, big well. deal, shows nothing. Does well, it- maybe, but you still led a coup against the country using lies and PowerPoint. That's all you need nowadays, right? To overthrow a democracy, you just need PowerPoint and some lies. Jesus, help us. So how long do you think it'll take for the rest of society to go back to sleep, to go back to being gaslit that Fox News is is a news organization? And next time they're in the White House press corps, it'll be like nothing. Everyone's equal, right? All news is equal. Anyway, hi, J.D. (laughs) J.D. is here. Hello, and thank you for your super chat, J.D. Hello, Tower people in the chat. Another day witnessing inertia, mainstreaming, maintaining status quo, conservative values, reactionary ideas. The pandemic and climate change are baby steps towards a better world. Well, that's very true. Thank you for sharing, and thank you for your super chat, really. And thank you for being here, and I want to thank everybody. I don't know what the hell I'd do without you. Hmm. I really don't know what I'd do. I was looking forward to seeing everybody. I need to get on this goddamn channel more often. Basically, I've been doing one show a week and then on the weekend, but I like to do a daily show at a set time, but we need more patrons. All right. It's okay. We'll be all right. I don't know. Maybe. Or or will we? Where's my list? Hmm. I just want to... Let's end on this. The filthy fascist Republicans are scrambling. It's going to be fun. Isn't it going to be fun? I think it's going to... I think that the January 6th commission releasing these texts made my, made my my little heart go flutter flutter and i actually kind of feel like a kid on christmas eve when it comes to the next release that they teased they said that they have the, the texts from members of congress and that some of that these members should be should be alarmed that's why one of the Democrats on the committee said that we have texts from members of Congress and that they should be concerned. Guess who? I wonder. Who do you want to bet? It's Marjorie Tutos. It's definitely. It's Lauren Boebert. It's Jim Jordan. It's Matt Getz. It's Ted Cruz. And th- and that's only the handful. There's. They said there were... Uh, quite a few and it's gonna be good so when i heard that when when the democrat i can't remember who it was that's why i'm not saying his name but when he said that on on the mainstream media he said that i thought oh yeah that's good that's what we need we need democrats to fight that's what fighting looks like don't give them a pass don't say we're Americans here. We can do everything and any, I mean anything. 
we can't even do forget everything we can't even do anything we're americans no 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 none of this we're bipartisan let's bipartisan get together we can do bipartisan because that's what matters right that's what you're thinking about when you're trying to live in this goddamn kiss up kick down united states of serfs and lords right you're thinking about yeah um you know hold on sorry everything just shut okay so let's <laughs> this is good so donald trump not donald trump uh eric trump they're scrambling they're coming for eric they're coming for donald trump jr and isn't it interesting that donald trump jr during the the riot the insurrection he tweeted not tweeted texted um meadows not his own father because his father has no respect for him everything that we witness with donald trump jr is his public meltdown his his cocaine use is clear <laughs> he's clearly on something as somebody who used to be on something i know i can spot the symptoms he's clearly on something nobody has eyes like that they don't look like that unless you're on something and if you're not on something and your eyes look like two red flaming marbles from hell you need to go to a doctor you're in tr you're in trouble your eyes are trying to tell you something <laughs> your eyes are like bing, bing. they're they're blinking out a morse code like get me to a rehab but he won't go to rehab because that takes courage it takes courage to live an authentic life but it also takes courage to ask for help he can't do that the Republicans, that's weak. Even though they have it exactly backwards, which is why they suck. But Eric Trump was on, uh, he was on a podcast. You know, even a podcast, maybe even like this podcast. I thought this podcast was kind of like mine because you'll hear it in a second. We weren't smart enough to collude with Russia. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. We didn't know what a delegate was. We didn't. You hear what he said? We weren't smart enough to collude with Russia. So their, well, their whole excuse now, well, this is in regard to Russia, but their whole excuse for their, their justification or the defense, they're saying that, no, no, we're not traitors. We're too stupid to be traitors. And the reason I'm saying this podcast is kind of like this podcast, because Eric Trump is on an echo Jay, I remember walking up to a caucus in Iowa saying, you know, I looked at this little young staffer and I go, yeah. hey, can you tell me what a caucus is? Because I have no <laughs> idea what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> what the hell do I know about? Yeah, I don't, what I don't know. What do I know about? Yeah. Immigration. You know what I do on a daily basis? I build skyscrapers. I build buildings. I operate, <laughs> you know. More lies. That's what he does on a daily basis? Eric Trump builds skyscrapers? No, you don't. The Trumps are not, they're not builders. They're they're takers. They're parasites. You know, but we went out there and we spoke from the heart. We weren't yeah. smart. We went out there and we spoke from the heart. We weren't yeah. smart enough to collude. We weren't smart enough to collude. Well, I, I kind of believe that, but 
that's no excuse being a dumbass you weren't smart enough to do just about anything they just didn't they had the they they had um no morals that's what it is and that allowed them being untethered to anything of uh that has any sense semblance of humanity to it makes them free to be uh to just be themselves the rapacious greed-centered ghosts and ghouls that they are all right guys uh, let's see once again tonight's show was brought to us by Teresa, who went over to patreon.com slash tara devlin and she she said hell hell this show may suck no it doesn't suck this show may have some technical problems sometimes but it has cats and i'm gonna i'm gonna support that it has cats it has liberals what else do you need it has and we talk about things we talk we have conversations (laughs) we get to know each other what else do we do we we form a community and we share and we uh, tr- plot the revolution. So, all right, my friends. <laughs> I see you, Mark. Mark, do you want to come on the show on Saturday, Mark? I think. You can hit me up on Discord. And we can talk about it. All right, my love. Listen up, guys. And before I go, I just want to say thank you, everybody. Thank you, Winston and Paradu and Terry Taylor and Richard W. and Elise and Haiku, Mark, my wonderful millennial correspondent, and my son from another life, maybe. Who knows? JL's a J. Nice to see you. And JD, thank you so much for hanging out. And thank you. Who else is here? Where? Winston and Zenny and Jabber Monkey. Maki, excuse me. And where else? Seemed like there were others here. Richard. I see you, Richard. I see you, Julie, on Facebook. Nice to see you guys. Tell your friends how nice to see you, Wit. I know there are more of you here. Just shy. All right. And JD. Like I said, let's see. So next week is the the week before Christmas, right? So we... I'm not sure what's going to happen on Saturday because Saturday is Christmas of not this week but the following week so we might not have a show (laughs) probably not probably have a repeat of some we'll do a show during the week but probably not saturday all right my loves yes i am your second mom mark well at least spiritually right you i mean i hear you kid you give me hope, Mark. And it's also, I just have to say thank you all because 
just as I'm looking at you all in the chat and I'm, you know, I really feel, I feel so fortunate and, um, and so grateful for you guys, especially during the last couple of years in the pandemic. Could you, I, I don't know, imagine, I don't know what I would do without you and Bob Johnson. Thank you. I see you there. Nice to see you. And, um, you know, get to get us, to get me, let me speak for myself, uh, just to get me through another day of feeling kind of overwhelmed sometimes that with everything that's going on, scared, uh, frustrated, heartbroken. These are all the feelings I get when I see everything that's happening. But, but you guys... You are the reason that, you know, I'm here and still going and we'll keep going. We may be a small group at this point, but we will, we are growing. I do see the numbers go up. I see the numbers go up on the YouTube channel, but you know, not, it's hard when you don't have a show at a set time because then people don't. They don't, uh, it's not like, you know, like every night at nine, you can watch Rachel Maddow or whatever. So with this show, you have to kind of be flexible or listen on the podcast. Guys, all I got to say is I love you. All those words, well, just boiled down to that. I don't know what I'd do without you. And thank you. So... Thank you, really. Thank you. And we will win. Just like we say all the time. We had it confirmed yet again this week. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. It's true. We're the ones. I mean... We, we would in the beginning of the show we were talking about the Newburgh conspiracy and George Washington who it really he really was the father of the country because on many many times he steered us back to a republic there were more than once they offered George Washington um, the to be emperor which he turned down and everybody, I think it was King George who said he was shocked when he heard that Washington had, re, had relinquished his power. And I think King George said, well, then, if that's so, then he's the greatest person in the world. So, yeah, with all his flaws and hypocrisy and inability to see his own, his own hypocrisy, I'm sure he couldn't see. I, obviously, he didn't see it. He's somebody who, you know, went on and on about freedom and liberty and spent years relentlessly trying to recapture a, a, a slave, a woman who was enslaved and ran away from him. <laughs> and even he was hurt by that. That's how, that's how distorted he felt in, that he, yeah, I treated her well. How could she run away? And in fact, she wrote a letter to him saying that, yeah, you, I'm, I like that she actually had some hard times. She 
was living in the woods at one point, she said, uh, but because she hadn't, I was, didn't have any money. And uh, she wrote to him, but I'm free. So he couldn't get that. So, you know, these are people that wrote all men are created equal while owning other people. So we all have blind spots, and uh, that was theirs. They were people of their time. I'm sure we have blind spots. I have blind spots. But more than once, without the, um, without George Washington to steer back, to really take the reins and steer the worst aspects of the human condition back into the republic we're trying to do this thing this is inc this is a thing that we is unheard of where i and, and it's about human potential so we don't where where's that where's that we all just assume that everybody understands what we're trying to do here you know what i mean as far as the the government as far as our system of government no, they don't understand it. They don't understand that this is a, a government of, uh, of by and for the people and that it was that just how radical it is, especially at the time, and just how, um, how much attention and how much dedication we have to put into keeping it alive. Oh, all right, I've said enough for tonight. And I really want to, once again, thank you. I'm feeling very sentimental at, right now. And I'll probably, if I keep going, I will start crying again. But I'll save my tears. <laughs> There'll be more, I'm sure. And thank you. Paradu, Haiku, JD, everybody, Mark, Richard, Terry. You're my, you keep me going. Elise, JLJ, JD. If you want, j join us on Discord. You can contact me there and put up pictures of your pets. I put up pictures. We all, I like that. I like seeing people's pets. <laughs> I just like pets. What do you want? Eh. All right. We will win. We will. Because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin, and I'll see you very soon. <laughs>